to Media Roots Radio. This is Robbie Martin. And this is Abby Martin. So it's been a it's been a really insane couple of days, Robbie. <clears throat> you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> so really quick backstory um, to anyone who hasn't been paying attention to what's been going on. Uh, about Two or three weeks ago, I went on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I've called out American Sniper multiple times. I've called Patriot Porn a celebration of psychopathy, called Chris Kyle a coward, um, because when you're just sniping a bunch of people from, you know, rooftops in Iraq, uh, I just don't see that as as really brave. And so I called out a bunch of shit on Joe Rogan's podcast. And and then my friend Leo, um, who hosts a really cool shop in Santa Barbara, made a fuck Chris Kyle shirt a little one-off and I wore it and took a little photo of it and posted on my private Instagram account and it's my like a, personal Facebook page. It was like an airbrush shirt. Yeah, right? it was like, like an a, airbrush, like like, like Magic me. Mountain Fairground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that was the end of it. And, um, and then all of a sudden about a week went by and um, basically a hate campaign started where all these like Chris Kyle fans found the shirt and just made it viral. Um, I will give a little bit of a pretense of this conversation to say that my boyfriend is a veteran. He's, he was in the first uh, battalion that went into Iraq to invade. Um, I have many friends that are veterans. Um, I really care about veterans getting help and getting um, PTSD treatment. And I mean, I care so much about veterans that I'm actually trying to prevent them from sacrificing themselves and, and having to kill other people for empire. Um, because if you remotely think that any of the U.S. foreign policy in the 21st century is about, quote unquote, freedom, um, you are gravely, gravely mistaken. But Abby, I thought it was about freedom <laughs> this whole time. I mean, we invaded Iraq because Saddam Hussein um, had a stockpiles of anthrax and he was mm-hmm. going to shoot a scud missile at us i mean he did send anthrax through the mail mm-hmm. yeah, right yeah. well but that was him wasn't it yeah so and he uh, also did 9-11 yeah so to keep ourselves safe i mean we have to pretty much topple any middle eastern dictator that is even remotely not supporting us and um yeah as far otherwise as we will be wearing burqas and speaking arabic yeah and I mean, even though Afghanistan ultimately was willing to give up bin Laden and we didn't listen to them and invaded anyways, it was still worth it because of the women's rights um, movements that we've made since we've invaded. All women now are completely free. They don't have to wear burqas mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're it's great. If you go over to Afghanistan now, the women there look totally like Western women. They're like wearing, you know, they wear makeup, mm-hmm. they beautiful flowing hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a new sexual revolution in Afghanistan. Oh, totally. Right and not just Afghanistan, Iraq. It's flourishing there. There's this burgeoning metropolis. Yeah, you know, they just got like Uber like, in Iraq. Yeah, I great. mean, they have like, um, they have Postmates. I mean, yeah. they have like the, the internet capitalist. Like over there. Yeah, they got iPhones. <laughs> Everything's fucking awesome. So after this um, campaign of like crazy xenophobic um, racists, frankly, found this shirt and they posted on a bunch of like illiterate message boards that are like patriot, like sniper forms and stuff. Um, it galvanized uh, like thousands and thousands of just mindless drones. And, and you know, we kind of, I almost feel like we're in like an intellectual bubble sometimes. Like in D.C., everyone really knows what's going on. A lot of people have their pulse on at least like the political sphere. Like, you know, we're in the Bay Area and um, 
you know, people are a little bit more like intellectually minded and kind of uh, understand what's really happening in terms of like foreign policy and that this is really not about really generic base level like freedom or patriotism (laughs) so um what happened next was actually a deluge of um rape torture dismemberment and straight up death threats um thousands of crazy messages all extremely misogynistic i mean it immediately reverted to like wanting to rape me yeah and like saying like i was a cum dumpster i mean like drawing like dicks in my mouth and say like is like she swallows islamic cum and like just extremely bizarre all extremely like rapey style shit and what's disturbing to me i mean obviously there's a huge component of misogyny here if you were a man and did the exact same thing that you did 100 percent, exactly the same Mm -hmm. wore a shirt um all the same stuff you would not get nearly the same amount of rage and mm-hmm. violent mm-hmm. type of comments back mm-hmm. to you. I mean, Jesse Ventura sued Chris Kyle's estate because Chris Kyle basically defamed him in his book. I mean, Chris Kyle's a pathological lying right. cunt. Right. And he made something up about Jesse Ventura, punching him, decking him in a bar. I mean, that's how much of a loser right. Chris Kyle was, is that he had to make up a story about punching out Jesse Ventura to make himself look like a man. Right. You know, after murdering tons of women right. and children from hiding in the bushes with a sniper mm-hmm. rifle. So Jesse Ventura did not get nearly, I mean, people hated Jesse Ventura for a while. It was all over the right wing radio talk shows. They turned it into a talking point, of course, because um, they don't really, you know, that's how things, those things work. It is a little echo chamber. There was nothing like that no. going to Jesse Ventura. Nothing about ISIS cutting off his dick. Right. You know, I mean, the amount of like comments about ISIS doing things to your genitalia was incredible. Right. It's like, wait, so are you basically saying that you're, you want, it was just weird because it's yeah they the, all claim to hate isis the, but they all want isis yeah, to rape me the it's line really between the line between a crazy psychopathic brainwashed american soldier and isis is, is blurry enough but then it just completely disappears <laughs> the strangest thing ever how quickly that happens and they're so threatened by a woman like threatening their manhood it's like these like brainwashed soldiers are so threatened by a woman saying fuck chris kyle mm-hmm. that they like can't even fucking take it yeah no the weirdest thing too to me is that this we have this old man who used to be like this like quasi liberal you know mayor of of carmel california clint eastwood who's now making shit that's like Lenny Riefenstahl style war propaganda like Nazi during um, an films. era when that type of shit is blatantly obvious to everyone as being propaganda. Mm-hmm. So you have to imagine who's the target market for even a movie like this where propaganda in Hollywood has become so clever. It's actually now it's marketed towards liberals. It has been mm-hmm. like that for mm-hmm. years. Uh, you know, even zero dark 30 is sort mm-hmm. of that homelandy style yep. vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, even lip, supposed liberal anti-war movies like Lions for Lambs, they take a very generic centrist Democrat approach, which at the end of it all basically just toes the establishment line. It's bullshit. So what I'm saying is this movie is above and beyond what we know of as like generic Hollywood propaganda, that the amount of people who, I mean, the audience that this was directed to are like people who never woke up at all to anything since 9-11, which at least I'd like to think as a minority of the population, but apparently it's not. I mean, or maybe part of them woke up and then, I mean, I just, it's just amazing to me that 
Chris Kyle was not really seen as a hero necessarily before no, this he movie was, just was made. Seen at, just tell seen him a guy what the news, yeah, his tell head him, blown off at a shooting range. Yeah, tell him what the news, how the news was covering Chris Kyle when he first died. When he first died, it was just like this guy killed. It was kind of like, from what I remember, it was sort of like we were, we were in the thick of sort of the Snowden revelations, yeah. the kill list, the drone shit. It was like at a peak hour, people... You know, they had that guy who was a drone pilot was going around all the media at the time. So it was kind of like Chris Kyle was just added to this pile of, oh, look, another guy, another sociopath who's trying to cash in on the fact that he killed a bunch of people in the war. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't quite like that, but it was never like this guy is a hero. I mean, right. well, not even close. And then when he died, it was kind of even like, well... Yeah, I mean, yeah, soldiers are, are, you know, they have PTSD, they're fucked up. A soldier with PTSD um, blew his head off at a shooting range and, um, oh, and then he claimed he punched out Dusty Ventura. I mean, that was like the literally the only yeah, yeah, news yeah. I remember hearing about it. And then when this movie came out, it was kind of like a really fast sped up version of what the Republicans did to Ronald Reagan after he died, yeah. which was completely deify this old, senile old man who was a worldwide joke. Right. Everyone in the, on the planet thought that reagan was a fucking comedian they did i mean he was like the least taken seriously president ever right but all of a sudden now he's like a god it's like so so how long is it going to be before george w bush just turning a fucking deity you know yeah they've already like cleared the playing field enough i guess it's been like almost eight years since he was president and they've done a really good job of just not talking about him so is that how this works it's just like you just <laughs> yeah american sniper did it i mean clint Eastwood yeah. and bradley cooper who said that he felt like the ghost of fucking chris kyle and his bones <laughs> their they their movie has single-handedly resurrected some sort of like a not i mean it's obviously always been there but it just cultivated and fostered this violent fanaticism of christian freedom-loving americans who want to rape kill and dismember a woman for wearing a fucking t-shirt that offends their manhood yeah. that's what's real sad. protestant evangelical christians who in my opinion are like fake i mean they've like fake christians on multiple levels anyways you know like i mean yeah of course like a, a real christian person would never say that but i right. mean how many actual christians you know live the way they preach or, or what they believe or whatever and a lot of these people they all have like avatars of like guns and like targets and mm-hmm. they doxed me um, and which Tried is, to. oh, well, I mean, they doxed, yeah, they doxed No, they you. doxed me yeah. and, and that is a crime. <laughs> I mean, so this is the thing that people don't realize is that first of all, it's not only shocking the reaction of these psychopaths, but what's even more disturbing is the legitimate, like the legitimizing of rape, death and torture threats for the shirt that I wore mm-hmm. from a bunch of other people who are like, well, what did you expect? It's like you were provoking them. It's like, no, I didn't go around to a bunch of Chris Kyle message boards and post the shirt. I posted on my personal account. Mm-hmm. This fan base violently reacted and they're still violently reacting. That's not. I'm sorry. Like if you're legitimizing that in any way, you need to take a serious, long, hard look in the mirror and ask yourself um, if you're a rape apologist too, because that's a real slippery slope there. And I have to admit, I have met a lot of people who are not even like bro jocks, army people, not even psychopaths, people who seem like they're even maybe, you know, very understanding of women's rights who have, I've heard people say things like that still. She was asking for it. Yeah. Not even about you. I'm just saying oh, in right, general, right, like right. Gamergate right, or right, other, right. these other things going on. And it's, it makes me take pause because I'm thinking, after all that you've learned right and all you know all that you seem to know you still default to the to really a misogynist lens that i mean it's very evident that mm-hmm. 
this is a very clear example of how just women do not have the same right not even it's not even about the same rights but it kind of is because it's like men don't get attacked this way right they just don't right you know i mean and what's also interesting to me is a lot of these conservative um these i mean they're just sad really pathetic people they only a few like a handful of them sent you like I'm going to do this to you and right, watch right, right. out for this, you know, but like most of them are, I guess, cowardly enough to make like a veiled right, threat right, right. of some kind. Like you better not come to Texas because something's, you know, just like stuff shit like that. They're trying to terrorize us. But here's the thing is they are the domestic terrorists. Like if there is a terrorist threat in this country, it's going to come from like xenophobic racist rapists and to me that was armed i mean that's unfortunate yeah and that's to me the whole that's the best argument against this idea that militia culture and like the patriot movement will be our our check and balance against tyranny because it's like take a fucking good look around and see who these other people are in the militia and patriot movements are they racist are they misogynist if you can if you can't answer both of those first questions with a definite no then there's a serious problem right and um you know it's it's kind of interesting in a way how like the whole infowars um energy and this sort of like charlie manson helter skelter like race war fantasy are they're they're feeding off of each other they're they're creating this this feedback loop and it it is it is getting worse and it is scary and um, the way that they need jerk so much, a lot of, I mean, a lot of people who are militia and patriot movement people, they know, they understand the black plight, the targeting of mm-hmm. black pe- people by police. They understand that, but they're not the vocal, they're not, they're not vo- that vocal. The most of these people now, after the Tea Party absorbed them, um, are blatantly bolden, dumb, yeah. racist, psychopathic, misogynist. Um, people and it is it is disturbing well it's really interesting too because the i mean, I'd say 99 percent of the people who have written me and tried to send veiled threats and been like super sad can't spell english correctly they can't not even pronounce anything they're like grammar is so fucking abominable and then no. on top of that all they it almost like at first i started taking all these screenshots because i was like oh this is going to be like a great art piece um, to show like how ignorant this base is. And then it just became so repetitive where it was the same thing. It was like, everyone called me a cum dumpster. Everyone said like, for your freedom to wear the shirt and you defacing it here. And it was like, it became so generic and repetitive that it was like, it was like almost like a bot. It yeah, was like a like spam and bot that I was yeah. like, oh my God, like I, this is now it's just beyond even wanting to take screenshots yeah. because it's just like boring. What's fascinating like, damn, too, dude. What's fascinating too is the way this conservative churn machine works is... I don't know who was really egging it on or who really like got the ball rolling on it, but it almost seemed like <laughs> when you, when you were like, here, go into the, my inbox and like, you know, check some of these for me. It started to turn into this new talking point. I saw people saying, cause once you put out leveled this idea or you put it out mm-hmm. there that they're being super crazy, misogynist right, rape right, right. threats. Then you started getting comments from like women who were like, I'm a woman and on behalf of all women in Texas, if you come here, I'll kick your ass. Like, like trying to make it seem like it wasn't just right, right, men right. wanting to rape you. It's right. like, they like all these like crazy psychopathic men got their idiot, crazy right, psychopathic right, 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 girlfriends right. to also send you follow up messages. <laughs> like, Hey honey. Um, yeah. She, like, hey sweetheart, you come to yeah. Texas wearing that shirt. It's funny to me because I mean, 
what is that i mean yeah it's like no no amount of like females trying to go after you now is going to erase the fact that like 99 percent of the messages you got were like basically just like rape and like sexually vulgar yeah insults. and it was so sad too because like like the one percent of people who were actually like not threatening me with rape and and um like isis style shit that they wanted isis to do to my vagina the one percent of people who weren't um i was actually like engaging with them at first you know before it was like super like generic I was just like, hey, like, thank you for, you know, I'd love to talk about why I, I think Chris Kyle's a mass murderer. I was like, let's talk about it. But then it just became so sad because I like I like posted his excerpts from his book to some of these soldiers who were like very curious. You know, they wanted to know why I was so disgusted with Chris Kyle. And I sent them the excerpts from his book and they were just like, well, I don't see anything wrong with that. Like Iraqis are savages. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I can't have a conversation with you. I'm sorry. I mean... I mean, Alexa O'Brien, what she said, she nailed it. I mean, Amer American foreign policy right now is it is rooted in racism. That's part of why it's able to of exist. And also what Mark said on the last podcast, how it is, it's probably like at a certain point that even has to bum out the neocons. They know that they're basically creating, they're feeding into this racist climate for their foreign policy. And that's probably why Ukraine in a way is so exciting for them. It's like the first time they can do a war where it's not just about killing brown people only, you know? Right. In a way, it's like a way to shift away from that because it's like, I mean, it's like that's the, been their, that has been their fuel is racism pure and simple well, you have to be racist if you are going to think of someone as a lesser human being well, that doesn't look like yeah, you i mean that i mean that's bred that's institutionalized in the military i wanted to read just a couple of these threats and then we're going to call rania kalik a journalist who also got um death and rape threats for just simply writing about chris kyle in his own words i mean just copying excerpts from his book but i wanted to read a couple of the worst um things that i got one of them is from a man named portuguese zoolander um, who said, time to put on our raping shoes and find this bitch. And then later, so he's galvanizing, trying to, a gang rape against me, a gang rape campaign. And then later he wrote, like, anyone find her address yet? Got the raping shoes on. I don't know where you find actual raping shoes. I've, you know, I, I haven't lived on the earth for that long, but I don't know the raping shoes store or what that is. Cleats, steel-toed <laughs> boots. I mean, I don't really know what raping shoes well, are. The, and the funny thing about Portrick Zoolander, a.k.a. Derek Burgos, who has a public Facebook profile, is that these people are so fucking dumb that this kid, he's a 22-year-old kid from Salinas, he literally has his license plate number <laughs> and like 10 of his Facebook pictures are all unlocked. His entire family tree, if you go to his family section, yeah. his father, his sister. So it's just like, do you want your entire family to know that you're sending rape threats out on the internet? Obviously you must. Oh, and he followed up with it's me and like, he was like, thanks for making me famous. I have like 10 times more followers now. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you just committed a fucking crime, dude. Like you're, th it's a misdemeanor, bro. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then here's your cunt, your mom's a whore on my guestbook message site on Abby Martin. It says... Blah, 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 bunch of generic conservative, really debased stuff. But here's where it gets good, where it says, I can only hope, I can only hope that a whore such as yourself will be abducted by ISIS and have your clit removed with a dull razor while you're laying begging for your life. You can remember that disgusting shirt you proudly displayed on Twitter. You deserve nothing but the best. And by the best, I mean ass cancer, a loved one dying a horrific death on your birthday. And last but not least, a life in hell. It almost seems like a, time. like a comedian like Patton Oswalt wrote that as like a parody Shocking. of a conservative. It's got like a slight bit, like tiny hint of cleverness mixed in with like just An bizarre. Another guy on Facebook, Ryan Round Hill Farm. 
said, I have a shallow puddle that's yearning for you to drown in it. So these are like the veiled threats, you know, like it yeah, can't yeah. come out. Another guy, Guns and God on his avatar. God and Guns, Mountain underscore Law One, says this bitch needs to be strung up. Get a rope. Bet this bitch goes around saying Black Lives Matter. What a total fucking dumbass whore. God and Guns. Um, this guy named Jamie Lugo, J-A-I-M-E-L-U-G-O on Facebook. He has his two infant children as his like timeline photo. From Lincoln Park, Michigan. He has all, he, he puts a geo tag on every thread he sends to you. Yeah. So he says, don't worry. I know where you live. Thanks to your IP address. And don't worry. I'm a Marine. So you won't see me coming. I'm going to cause you pain beyond your imagination. You ungrateful cunt. Show the cops this account. By the time they look at it, I'll be gone along with any screenshots you take. I'll be there by Saturday. Enjoy your last few days being pain-free because when I find you, you're going to wish you never had that shirt, you piece of shit. People like you discuss. The actual word discuss as if you're like discussing something. Discuss me. And then he sent two more messages saying TikTok time's running out with a photo of him holding like a fucking AK-47. I called the fucking cops. We're joined now by Rania Kalik, a journalist who's gone through a similar experience. Rania, first talk about what you actually did. I mean, all you did was just kind of look through Chris Kyle's own book and post excerpts from it. Yeah. So um, I, I basically just like I, I bought Chris Kyle's book um, and that was painful, but I did it for everybody for the sake of all of us. Um, yeah. And I looked through it to see what he had to say and like how um how how accurately the movie reflected that and in his book i mean he's he's very very explicit in his hatred for what he calls iraqi savages um he basically says uh you know I, I have no regrets. Like the only regret I have is that I did not kill more. He says that he enjoyed killing people. He, he like enjoyed killing Iraqis. Um, he says that he wishes, you know, he, he talks about like a, a um, one instance where uh, the wife of someone he had killed um, was complaining that her husband was not armed. He was holding a Quran. And so when he was getting in, like grilled by his superiors to see like what happened, he said that um, he said, I wish I could kill everybody holding a Quran, but I would, but I like, I, but I can't. So like, I mean, these are the kinds of things that are in his book. It's like, and there's, you know, there's like silly, funny things too, where just like, he like plays this like Texas guy and he like makes like stupid jokes about Yankees, like things like that. Um, but for the most part, I mean, he presents himself as a very hateful racist person who has sociopathic murderous tendencies to the point where he gets some sort of high off of shooting people from far away. Do you know anything about, I, I'm curious, like, cause his, cause the Clint Eastwood movie was made after his death. And mm -hmm. like, I remember hearing that he had made some like enemies and that's like potentially why he got killed. Do you know who, do you know anything about the guy who actually shot him? Yeah, I can't remember his name, but the guy who shot him was a soldier who um, he wasn't diagnosed with PTSD, but like it's, you know, judging from like what, you know, the journalists have spoken to his family. Um, he was having a lot of issues and um, it's it sounds like he pretty much had some sort of PTSD. Um, and Chris Kyle was when he was back in the U.S., like when he was not deployed anymore, started taking people he started you know trying to treat wounded veterans like with with um 
like who had PTSD by taking them to the gun range. Oh now, my God. I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but there, I mean, apparently I didn't know this, but apparently like this can be some sort of like therapeutic thing, but I mean, it's not something that you should be doing without the direction of like a doctor, right? Like, it's almost like somebody in- has PTSD. You shouldn't just be going, Hey, let me take you to the gun range, buddy. Well, like, that's, that's like kind of immer- what he was doing. It sounds like that. Like it's like seventies immersion therapy. It's like, where we're going to take you to the, like the top of the highest building to, cure your fear of heights or something right like it's and it's like you know that so that's what he i mean he was doing this like on his own um and it was from a really stupid thing to do um and so one guy that he took to the gun range like i don't know like he shot him the guy shot him and killed him and i think he also shot i'm not sure if he killed him too but that he was there was three of them so he was with like another soldier as well um and of course you know the funny thing is like everybody will make excuses for for veterans like they'll be like oh it's a veteran that's why like you know that's why he he went and killed all those Afghan people in like that village because like he had PTSD. You know, like the one guy who went on that killing spree in the in the Afghan village a couple years ago. But like no, like with this, it's like well, he killed their hero, Chris Kyle. So like everybody wants this guy to burn um, without talking about the underlying stuff behind it. But more importantly, I mean. The movie, another thing about the movie is the movie doesn't really show you how at the end, like if you guys have, have you seen the movie? I don't know. No. Have you? No. Okay. So I watched the movie um, and at the end, it's like, it sort of, it so shows you him preparing to take this guy to the gun range, but it doesn't show you what happened. It just flashes on the screen, like a sentence or two saying like he died, this guy shot him. But like, if you don't read fast <laughs> and you sort of miss that part, like it, it, cause it immediately cuts to that. From is, that, that why, is that why so many people think that he like died in the, Battle yeah, I think so. Like, I really do think so because it's like if you don't know any better and like you looked away for a second and just like missed that one screen capture of like the sentence, and it's also kind of vague, you might come away from the movie because then, then it like it cuts from from the scene of him getting in the car to he died, um, like on the screen, like in words, and then it cuts to actual scenes from his real life funeral, Weird. which was in Texas and was attended by like seven like seven thousand people, and Sarah Palin and her husband went and like. There's a Chris Kyle day in Texas now. I mean, it's insane. But yeah, yeah you might come away seeing that thinking, oh, like he died in combat. Right, because <laughs> a lot like, of people are saying that Chris Kyle died for my freedom to wear that shirt. So I'm just confused <laughs> at why they, if they saw American Sniper, like, aren't, don't they get it? That he actually died by like a fellow soldier blowing his fucking brains out? Uh, yeah, I know. People are, people are idiots. I mean, this guy, <laughs> like, I didn't realize, but Abby, like, I knew he had a cult following because yeah. I got some hate. When I was going after him, I mean, it's actually the most hate I've ever gotten. And I got mm-hmm, some death threats mm-hmm. and rape threats and stuff. But holy shit. Like, I mean, that was just on Twitter. Like, no one came after my Facebook account mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or my Instagram. It's like you posted a picture of you wearing the shirt. And every single social media account you have is, like, deluged with right. insane. I mean, the most insane shit I've ever seen. Like, so, yeah, I didn't know it was quite this bad. Um, right. And I think it says a lot about like this subculture of uh, in in the U.S. of just like hero worshiping, um, you know, soldiers. But then also like the fact that you're a woman and you're getting these like explicit rape threats and then being doxxed. And then also like if you were like Pamela Geller, mm-hmm. <laughs> for example, right. Right. Um, this would be getting headlines. And like right. I don't see anyone paying it. Like no one. It's like no nobody cares. cares if. Chris Kyle's fans are like mobbing after you with pitchforks. Um, you know, like you're not going to see that in the news. And I think that's like really, really. And if anything, all you'll see is just more praise from him from liberals even. And what's really amazing is they keep bringing up um, 
like the the Muhammad thing. First of all, not realizing that that is like ultimate hypocrisy. That they're saying like, "Oh, you libtards, like want to <laughs> criticize us for drawing the prophet." And it's like, well, first of all, you're comparing a fucking sociopathic, cowardly piece of shit to a god to 1.6 billion well, fucking people. Well, they're also people. comparing themselves to ISIS. Because right. like, who's killing, <laughs> yeah. like who's going on killing sprees over like, well, I mean, let's, and let's be honest here. I mean, the whole cartoon thing, it's like that upsets people, but there's also like us, there's also context to that violence oh, that totally. we're not hearing about too. It's like, yeah, you think people are just getting mad over a cartoon? Like <laughs> there's like, you know, it's like, it has a little bit more to do with that. But beyond that, yeah, it's like the people who are doing it are people who are saying that they support or are affiliated with ISIS. So they're essentially comparing them to ISIS, which is interesting, Abby, because I see with most of the rape and death threats you're getting, they're also hoping that you're beheaded by ISIS and have like your, you know, your genitals mutilated by ISIS. So like they seem to like have some sort of weird, dark, like appreciation or respect for ISIS. And that says a lot more than we could, I guess. Right. I mean, I guess it's just shocking yeah, I, I knew that there was this underbelly. I mean, obviously, you know, fascist right wingers are gaining a lot of ground. We have the Tea Party being like legitimized more and more, and people like Sarah Palin and Pamela Geller have airtime and shit. I mean, not not only airtime. I mean, she was almost president for fuck's sake because John McCain was near death. But but what scares me is yeah, the the prominence and then the um just the sheer volume the sheer volume of how many people are this dumb and no one can spell i mean i know that's just like a side note but it just really shows you the level of intelligence and just awareness like no one even can spell a fucking sentence yeah no they can a lot of these people will accuse like people like us of being the pc police because we're like hey like don't say mean words and racist things it's not nice (laughs) but like there's this weird pc culture among them where like yeah if you criticize or say like not or have not nice opinions about their heroes they will threaten to kill you and like rape your family but why are they equating chris kyle to all soldiers like where does this come from because it's not like i worship that said fuck soldiers fuck the military that would probably be fine you know well, but there's well, chris kyle what is it it's a void there's no what other what other heroic military figures yeah they don't have pat tillman that fell apart well it's also like you have to it's also the fact that the movie the way the movie presents chris kyle i mean it's turned him into like this very it's it's used him as like a vessel for to present this very comforting message to americans especially like right wing red america white america whatever you want to call it like it's basically this message of you know uh the iraq war that killed a shit ton of people um, including your precious soldiers, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, was all worth it because like, look at the evil that Chris Kyle was fighting. Like, look at the American freedoms we were protecting. And I mean, that's really the way the movie is presented is like Chris Kyle is protecting America that he's fighting. I mean, it's like the most bullshit cliches, but like he's fighting, um, the enemy in Iraq. So he doesn't have to fight them in San Diego. Like, I think that, right. that there's like a blind along those lines. There's, there's like a, a scene where he, some, someone says something like that, but that's, that's actually the narrative that's presented. And it rewrites the Iraq war. Like the Iraq war was disastrous. You know, it, even, even along, like even from the perspective of American empire, the Iraq war was not a victory. Um, it was a complete, like America was completely defeated economically. I mean, like maybe yeah. Lockheed Martin won for a little bit, but like for the most part, America, America was defeated economically defeated morally um 
you know, a lot, all those things. And so, you know, this, this sort of rewriting by using Chris Kyle as the sort of all American character makes people feel good about America and good about what America does in the world. And, you know, makes people feel okay about the last decade or so. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's why I think that's why people are very attached to the message that they get from Chris Kyle's narrative and also Chris Kyle's attitude. I mean, it's the attitude of like, you know, God, country, family, you know, like whatever his weird. So he's got some weird like lot, you know, thing that he always says, God, country, family. I think that's, I think that's the order that he puts them in. Um, and so there's that like sort of authoritarian mindset um, that right wingers tend to have uh, that they, they just maybe see their own values in him. So like when you're attacking Chris Kyle, it's like you're attacking what they think is America and what like America stands for and, you know, the good of America and the things that make them feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there seems to be like a tinge of not even a tinge, but like a, a an element of desperation to it that yeah. I don't really remember feeling when other people would sort of rush to the defense of some kind of America, you know, maybe besides George W. Bush, like right nine twelve or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. I guess it almost seems to me like because it's just sort of obvious now what you like the fact that the Iraq War was a failure. You know the the whole idea of the United States of amnesia that that it, it seems like a lot of the movies that at least have come out since nine eleven that have portrayed the Iraq War have been negative. I mean, right. to a certain extent, you know, like Green Zone or like a t- appealing to the kind of liberal, yeah, like, like more neoliberal yeah. point of view. Well, yeah, or whatever. There, there's like a there's this common understanding, right? That like even with a, you know sort of a no, but like a law across like even at, actually across like ideological lines. There's, you know, people reason it differently, but like the Iraq war didn't work. I mean, right. You know, people on like Fox News, if they say it didn't work, they'll say it's because like Obama pulled out, you know, that's what they'll say. Oh, yeah. But, it, I, yeah. I, that, that, I guess what I meant to say was that it don't. So what seems to matter the most is this the newest revision, you know. Mm-hmm. So the newest revision to that is that Obama pulled out. So that's why Iraq was a disaster. <laughs> oh, right, well, that's, right. yeah, that's why know. Iraq is a disaster. And that's why we have ISIS now, because like Obama. Pulled, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Even, <laughs> even though it was Bush's timetable that Obama actually wanted to stay but bush's timetable was was 2000 whatever the fuck it was when we finally left yeah like then that's what, i mean it's like yeah it's like as someone who's not a big fan of obama at all it's like yeah it's we can't necessarily we, we can say that i mean like there's a lot of things that contributed to isis and the iraq right. war is the main thing on the way the u.s handled the post-invasion part of the iraq war um and like the you know all, all that but you know regardless i mean obama's played a role too in like what isis you know in the rise of isis as well in different ways um, by arming the mm-hmm. sectarian, you know, Maliki government that we set up in Iraq with billions of dollars in weapons. But regardless, like there's a lots of blame to go around for sure. But but yeah, you're right. Like this is sort of this new wave of like redefining history, very, very recent history by saying it's not that the Iraq like war was a failure. Right. It's just like Obama messed up or like trying to separate the chaos in the Middle East that's taking place right now from the Iraq war. Yeah, And it's also just like super partisan bullshit. It's like, dude, these people are lockstep when it comes to foreign policy. Like, do not get this twisted into like a partisan issue. Like people are like, oh, all against Obama. I wanted to just bring up the obvious fact that, you know, everyone's so responding with such vitriol and so offended saying that I'm disgracing like the widow of Chris Kyle. What about the fucking widows of a million Iraqis? I mean, is anyone... Well, they're not. They're savages. Anybody who's a fan of Chris Kyle and says that probably agrees with Chris Kyle's classification of Iraqis as savages. I mean, like, you can only say that if you don't see the other side as human. Right. 
and right. they don't. <laughs> right. And can you think of any other like idols that would elicit this response if you had like fuck and then like a name of someone on a shirt? I'm just trying to think of any other comparison that would bring out this kind of rage and i really can't well yeah, I, th- I, don't I, th- know. I think the closest thing that i was saying it would be like george bush like right after 9 like fuck yeah fuck like try george. walking through texas with like a car wrap of yeah, george I mean, bush filleting someone in yeah. two, you know 2002 yeah that's yeah. true i mean there was like the, i mean yeah it was like the dixie chicks <laughs> said, remember no do you remember what happened like we're like their their careers were like over after that and like People they were like going to I remember yeah, people were like burning their records and stuff. Like, and what all they said was that the what they were like, the wars wrong or something. And a very <laughs> milk, like, milk, very milk toast criticism of the Iraq War. Like we're like embarrassed. <laughs> it's like we're embarrassed to be from the same state as him. Yeah, yeah, like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh it was wow, some bullshit like that. But like, yeah, you know, I gotta say, like, Abby, I don't know if this is the experience you've had, but when I was being harassed by Chris Kyle fanboys. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I noticed a lot of them, their location was like Texas. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just ask you, what do you think? Like I, now I'm awakened to this kind of horrific base of Chris Kyle fanatics and um, I'm not letting it terrorize me like they're trying to, but I guess I'm more concerned with the direction of this country now because before I feel like I was kind of in this intellectual bubble, you know, in the DC area or in the Bay Area, even where people are generally plugged in to yeah. a general sense. But now I'm just alarmed. I guess I'm alarmed at the amount of people who are so debased in their intellect that they actually think that this is about freedom that people are savages. I mean, what what do we do even from here? I, I, it kind of gives me no hope for this country, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, you know, it's I, I, you know, it's like I didn't get it as bad as you have, so yeah. I can totally understand. For me, it was more just like, <laughs> I mean, I was like kind of horrified, but also I'm used to dealing with crazy like Zionist mm-hmm. trolls because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm usually reporting on Israel stuff, um, and they didn't strike me as that much different. They were just mm-hmm. sort of these racist like supremacist types. Um, who have really inverted ideas about what freedom means and about what free speech means in particular. Um, but also like I got these crazy threats that were just like so outlandish right. to the point where I was like, okay, you're basically saying you want to drop a piano on me. So like that doesn't sound good. <laughs> you know, like it's like you can tell, you know, like I, so, but for you, it's like, you've gotten some, I mean, I saw some of the stuff that people were saying to you mm-hmm. and the fact that they doxed you too. Like, right. it's like, that's, that's a, that's a very personal, like, that, that, that's something like you need to call the police about like that's like a very real real threatening kind of circumstance so yeah i mean i guess i would just say you know it's like the best thing you can do is just like expose them mm-hmm. like you you know that's the best thing i do it's like the best thing you can do when you you know when i get like threatened it's like it is it's discouraging and sad and sort of opens your eyes to just how bad shit is but at the same time, it's like other people will see like to just show it to other people, because in a lot of ways, it's a reflection of what American Sniper is all about, what that what the culture of like hero worship actually means when it comes to the U.S. Absolutely, military and people yeah. like Chris Kyle. So like kind of, I mean, the best thing you can do is just use it as like an, a way to educate, you mm-hmm, know, other people. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I cannot tell you like how many people, you know, emailed me and were like, oh, my God, like or sent me messages and we're just like, holy shit. Like I saw, you know, what you, what happened with the whole Chris Kyle thing. And I had no idea of like, I'm looking at the military so differently or like I'm looking at the war so differently, you know? So like yeah. that kind of stuff actually impacts the way people see things when they see the most extreme fringe of it. Um, 
you know, pushed in their faces because it really forces you to see the ugly side. And the ugly side it is people threatening to rape and kill you. Right. Uh, because you threatened Chris Kyle. I because mean, I because I threatened the idea of him. You blasphemed you know? like against Chris Kyle. That's just so incredible. Yeah. What happened when you came to speak at Berkeley? You got I remember you getting bomb threats. Or were those yeah, were those like on was, Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter some guy some like some guy, some like he called. And this is a really sad thing. I no, this was another bomb threat. So a couple <laughs> weeks before that, I spoke wow. at Columbia. I was on this panel oh at Columbia, God. and some like Twitter troll who called himself like Proud Jew eight hundred or something, like some stupid name like that, was like, "This seems like a great time to plant an IED to kill all you neo Nazis at the same time," because um, it was oh a panel of God. us. I mean, yeah, and so they ended up like, you know, Columbia just like gave us a security guard, mm-hmm. um, and like the, the administration never issued a word like mm-hmm. to be like, you know, we condemn this kind because because I mean, if it was the other way around and like some like crazy brown person was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna come kill you know all you panelists and kill all you Jews at the same time, you know, that would elicit some sort of statement or response. Um, but it didn't. And then I, like a couple weeks later, I spoke at Berkeley, and um, before that, some guy, what did he say? He was saying he was going to come shoot rockets at me because I, he was claiming Oof. that I defend him because I because I say because I call it like resistance. I call like what Al-Qassam I say. I say that, you know, like in Palestine, I call them Palestinian resistance fighters. Right. Um, in Gaza, because people have a right to resist being massacred. Right. right? He's like, well, I'm going to come shoot rockets at you because I have a right to resist. And I'm like, what? Resist um, but he what, kept dude? saying it over and over again. I was like, dude, like that's basically a bomb threat. Right. But yeah, it's like. People are just, I mean, that, that was fine. The event was fine. I wasn't actually worried that that was going to be anything. Sometimes you can just tell. What do you think, just back to just the being female and eliciting this like really crazy, crude, misogynistic, like sexist, rapey style shit. I mean, it honestly, what it awakens to me is like, we all see rape statistics and how horrible they really are. I mean, man, look no further than this, this kind of these kind of people i mean if you're if you're willing to go out there on a public social media account that can be traced back to like your family and your employer and be that comfortable making gang rape threats i mean you probably raped someone i mean you're rapist (laughs) like you're that's that's who's raping people are these people there you go but what is but like as a woman what does it reveal to you about that 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 it this generates this much sexism and misogyny i think i think it reveals the fact that the um that like the like right wing culture in general is very um, is very. And that's not to say that like people on the left don't rape. I mean, rape right. happens like along all political, you know, along the entire political spectrum. But just that that like right wing authoritarian mindsets tend to overlap with like you know with extremist misogyny. I guess mm-hmm. I would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I mean, what is rape? Rape is like dominance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a mm-hmm. form of like. Um, in, you know, uh, you know, sort of like enforcing your dominance over someone. And that's what rape's about. Uh, that's, you know, so it's just, yeah, this like sort of hyper patriarchy. Um, that's that. I think that's what I mean. That's generally like what it reflects is that like that they're all tied in together. The military culture, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's also like this men's rights overlap. You'll notice. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah. to your point, men get raped often in the military as well. We only hear really about women getting raped, but like that's how much of a tool of violence it's used within the ranks to other men as well. I mean, it's it's astronomical. The rape statistics going on there. Oh, I didn't yeah. even know that. But that or in the prison me. system as well. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, people joke about it all the time, but it's like what would be the most one of the most scary things about prison is that the guards let you get right. 
raped or beat yeah, up. Sometimes the know? guards are the ones doing the raping. Yeah. Yeah, or that it's, too. Or yeah, feeding I mean, you rat poison because that's oh God, how great oh our prisons or are. Or actually, speaking of the Bay Area and San Francisco, or setting or like doing prisoner fights, like forcing prisoners. Oh yeah. To oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Man. Um, but yeah, it's like it is. It's like all this form of like dominance. It's like this form of bullying and dominance that I think this is really a reflection of what America does to the world. Um, and it's all tied up with sexism. I mean, mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like as women, we definitely get like a, a special kind of flavor of hate <laughs> that 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 men don't. Um, although I'm not gonna lie, like with Chris Kyle fans, because when I when they were like harassing me, they were going after me and Max Blumenthal because mm-hmm. like we were sort of attacking him in the movie together. Um, and so he was getting weird. Like weirdly enough, they were giving him rape threats too. But instead of being like, we're going to rape you, they'd be like, I, we want ISIS to rape you. Or like, we want ISIS to rape your mom. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't remember seeing any of that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That. But yeah, I mean, it's like, like for you, I mean, it's just insane. I mean, it's like, it really does just reflect like the, the fact that rape goes hand in hand with war and authoritarianism and, you know, all these other awful ideologies with white, like with, with like racism I mean, all these things, like they really feed into each other in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's like the tragedy of like masculinity, like on it, just on full display, like just the worst <laughs> tragedy of, of masculinity. No, just like the ma- <laughs> most embarrassing, you know, right, right, right. Like, sounds like it sounds like a like <laughs> tragic like a like a novel of some sort i don't know <laughs> it's empire babies man to really the max but movie. rania <laughs> we really appreciate you weighing in is there anything that you'd you'd like to say to any chris kyle fanatics who are threatening uh death and rape like you all need to chill you guys need to like smoke some weed or something right like you need to chill the fuck out and relax and like go i don't know go read a book most importantly read a book about the iraq war or or you know a lot of these people are thrill seekers so maybe some of them should seek out the spirit molecule for a quick fix of some kind no this is what this is my message to all chris kyle fans is go you know what like grab your arsenal no 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 well maybe don't grab your all unlock unlock the cabinet i want them to go like go fight isis right Go go fight the monsters you created. Why don't you go do that? Not in the military. I mean, just go like I'll airlift you and just drop you over. This show us how brave you are, and go fight ISIS. Preferably not armed. I know it'd make you more brave. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's so weird. Really quickly, I just wanted to add. It's really weird how people aren't mad at like how bad veterans are treated. Like they like they think that I'm shitting on a veteran and like disrespecting like the entire military. It's like, dude, why don't you why aren't you upset? A that you're fighting war for empire. B that you're treated like fucking shit here yeah, they like, don't there's care. zero right like veterans are just given nothing here yeah the second you mentioned that it's like well they're welfare queens <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah yeah well yeah. even veterans i know who who are struggling i mean i i mean i one of my good friends brother is a veteran who has ptsd and he you know he's been struggling for years and he he there he still holds back when even criticizing mm-hmm. like the va you mm-hmm. know i mean because there's still sort of like a code of honor you know mm-hmm. it's like they're you- like, and ultimately you're you're they're still have your best interest in mind you mm-hmm. know even if the va fucks up or whatever mm-hmm. it's like i think it's like this idea too of like protecting america or the totally. idea of america and not wanting to see the ugly like i have so i dated this one guy who ended up killing himself he was a he, he was a, a vet God. he was a soldier and he came back from iraq um and he ended up he killed himself and this was like a while ago a long time ago while but, you were dating um, him 
No, not while I was okay. dating. Oh my God. <laughs> like a year after, like the last time I'd seen him was like when he just got back and he was like, he like was having like night, you know, night nightmares and stuff like, and he, he had like survivor's guilt. Like he was just had awful, he had PTSD. Um, and I don't know if it went untreated. I'm not sure like what happened in between that and like the year that I didn't see him for, but I remember going to his funeral and like he shot himself. He killed himself. Um, it was very obvious why. And like everybody who spoke at his funeral from his parents to like all his, you know, his, his friends just kept talking about how much he loved his military service and his service to his country. Like, it's like, you would have thought he died in combat. Like nobody behaved as though he had killed himself. Everybody was just saluting America and the military. Um, so yeah, it's like this denialism. Cause I mean, to, to actually, to actually admit and acknowledge that this is a problem is to say that like everything we've done, everything that America has done is to say that like sending these people who you love so much into like, you know, into another country like, to go invade a country um, was all bad and wrong and, you know, screwed up their life and a lot of other lives um, and it was done in vain. So like essentially they died in vain um, and nobody like that's like that. That's an awful story. <laughs> I know a lot of people like go to a lot of people sign up for the military because they want to, you know, they want to get a free education and things like that. But also like you have to at some level, like maybe believe in it a little bit. Um, and when you go to when you're like sent off to go fight a war, you know, and to defeat an evil enemy and like you realize that it's not all what you thought it was, that's like an identity destroying thing. Like and, you know, kind of destroys who you are. Um, so even for people who are awakened, like I know that can't be easy. Um, and there's like definitely like a level of dissonance there that is probably really hard to overcome. So, yeah, it's like it doesn't it makes sense like that people would rather drown their sorrows in like alcohol or just be in just a complete denial. Um, you know, and I think that there's a lot of the times people around them are in complete denial, especially like, you know, in the more red states, like they're just in complete denial. They'd rather just believe that, like, these people are fighting the good fight um, and that no one's dying in vain. They're dying for your freedom. Yeah. It's very sad. Um, it is very sad. Rania, thank you for always staying true, holding true to your moral compass and speaking out against fascism and, you know, fanaticism. And uh, yeah, thank you. really appreciate it, it man. Thank you for being super brave and taking on the Chris Kyle crazies. <laughs> God, Definitely I hope the that lets up soon. Shit ever, but yeah, <laughs> it's really crazy. Um, thank you so much for weighing in on this insane topic, Rania. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. All right. Good talking to you, Rania. Peace out. There's always been that within a larger sort of, you know, patriot movement, militia sort of movement, the right wing extremist movement. But I think it's worse now because it's been diluted into like generic partisan republicanism mm -hmm. and made even worse by the fact that, yeah, it is widely known that the Iraq war was a failure. And these fucking people are just it's like their last desperate right. gasp for air. They just got this revision of oh it's now good again and it's just like this it's like all they have right it's sad it's just like they can't they don't have anything else right. everything else has collapsed right. the american image is destroyed and there's this little tiny current like crumb they're trying to grasp for and it's like i think that's where the the only logical explanation i can think of for like the hysterical nature yeah i think you're right it. it's because it comes from a place of them knowing deep down 
that it was a total failure and that their yeah. entire worldview is a total fucking sham because you don't get that vitriolic unless you know deep down that it makes no sense. That's why you have all these like homophobic like people who end up being gay. Like they hate themselves so much because they know that they're gay. And a lot of these people who are just so angry, it's like, dude, why are you so angry if you know that you're right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I I definitely get angry about things I know I'm right about, but yeah, no, I agree with but you. But you don't threaten people with <laughs> no, rape no, and death no, and dismemberment. Kind of That's not what that I'm talking kind of about. Yeah. I get angry, angry. too. <laughs> I get very angry. Um, I I when when we say fuck Chris Kyle, we mean fuck this hero worship. First of all, hero worship is dangerous. American sniper clearly. I I didn't think it before, but now I absolutely think it's extremely dangerous propaganda because look what has happened to people who've seen it. Yeah. Um, Rania has a storify that you can check out. We'll, we'll link to it on the timeline where she just kind of posts all these tweets from people who had seen the movie and they're just like, I want to go kill a bunch of fucking ragheads. I, and now I hate Iraqis. Now I hope mm-hmm. all of them die. And man, I mean, that's, that's a really scary notion and it wouldn't be alarming if it wasn't the number one movie in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is really strange to me that, that movie even got made at all you know everyone talks about the liberal media or whatever and to some extent it is true that hollywood has gravitated away from movies that portray that kind of black and white you know cowboys versus mm-hmm. indian style war shit but this is like i mean this is almost like a completely different thing than we've seen in a long mm-hmm. time from hollywood so it's a, it almost is kind of an anomaly but obviously it's had a very powerful effect on these like people who are ga- like gasping for air <laughs> in a drowning abyss of like depression. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, they have their iPhones, they have their video games. They can reenact these war fantasies they have in call of duty. They can go watch Avengers mm-hmm. in 3d, but ultimately it's kind of like a moving the moving shark concept. It's like if they stop swimming, they'll die. Mm-hmm. They need to keep going. They just, they need these distractions. And this Chris Kyle thing, I think, was a big catharsis for a lot of these people that it was like, finally, someone made a movie for us. We've still held on to this myth this whole time. And it was almost going to slip away from mm-hmm. us. But now mm-hmm. someone made us remember why we've held on to this yeah, and you know, time. And you know why? They had to make a fake idol. And it's not even saying fuck Chris Kyle the person, It's uh, even though I am, because I think it's disgusting. But it's fuck this like idea that's a generated falsehood. Because guess what? The establishment tried so hard. Jessica Lynch, Pat Tillman failed time and again. The Flight 93 story. I mean, all of these things were just, they were the like last ditch efforts for the establishment to try to galvanize people behind these like lies and this propaganda of nationalism. And it just kept falling apart because they couldn't even find an actual like quote unquote war hero. Because guess what? The war is not heroic. Just Mm. a massacre. And the Jessica Lynch story in and of itself is just so sad because <laughs> here you do have, you know, a female soldier yeah. who got injured and she was in a hospital. Must have been a terrifying situation. Right. You know, she's in an Iraqi hospital. It's so easy to fill Americans' minds with this idea that, you know, the evil Iraqi army was trapping her in the hospital and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, those people 
what are they going to do? Turn away an injured American soldier? You know, they, I mean, even just from a selfish point of view, the Iraqi government knows that if they let like a female American soldier die from like bullet wounds, the international community is going to be extremely furious, you know? So of course they were taking care of her. Um, And, and then, you know, the whole fake rescue thing yeah, where yeah, they, yeah. you know, acted like they were in a firefight. I mean, the only video of them taking her out of there is them very calmly, her on a stretcher, them taking her to a chopper. How sad for her to have to come out later and just say, like, that didn't happen. Like, it's just humiliating. And not only that, yeah, no, the, it, and I was just going to say, they set it up by actually p- telling a reporter... Like ha- having a report, a real reporter, mind you, this was yeah. not like a plant in the audience. Right. They fed a line to a real reporter to stand up in the middle of a press conference and ask them if they had any video of the rescue. And the guy was like, yeah, the v- the tape is already in the VCR. Or no, he didn't say that, but it was like already yeah, in the yeah, VCR, yeah. ready to be queued up. And they're just like, <laughs> hit play when the reporter like asked them. I mean, it was just like a cartoon, right? So they played this video and just like a night vision thing. And then they spin an entire myth around like this video that really shows nothing. And everybody believed it. And then, of course, it came out later that it wasn't true. The people actually went to the hospital and interviewed them. That's how the myth started mm-hmm, to unravel. Mm-hmm. And she said it wasn't true. And then what's even sadder is there was a whole other, you know, we're talking about misogyny. The author who cashed in on writing this, like, book about her, you know, the the story that, that made up all this shit, he, like, intimidated her into basically, like, backing down from the idea that he was going to write that she was raped in the book. And, he, and, and apparently she described the situation almost like, now you got raped, didn't you? Almost like a, almost like someone trying what? to egg on like a molestation victim who's a kid, like trying to get them to make it wow. up. And she like relays this story about like what the author did to her. And um, it's disturbing in and of itself, you know? Wow. That she just backed down and let them, because this guy, this guy was, it was so important for him to spread even more of this myth that she was raped on top of... Uh, you know oh my god yeah and for people and it actually who, it's in the book still it's never i don't even think it's been like retracted from the book oh my god and oh, that that is the saddest saddest story poor girl poor fucking girl and then pat tillman you know this football hero who was you know the establishment used him and then it came out that he was killed in friendly fire and there's been speculation that he was actually even offed by his fellow soldiers because he like wanted to come out and descend against the war and as sociopathic as soldiers are some of them um i don't doubt it man i mean we saw the kill squad and, and all that stuff in afghanistan so you know when you are just stripped of like empathy who knows what's possible out there yeah, they didn't game that one out very well because if you think about it, like the fact that <laughs> Pat Tillman became a famous war hero because he was so principled mm-hmm. that he refused like a multi-million dollar football contract <laughs> to fight for his country for, you know, no money, like mm-hmm. virtually. That's like an extremely principled dude in theory, right? If you really believe yeah. that. So the U.S. government trying to turn him into a patriot, they kind of fucked up because it's like, of course, someone like that, someone like him is going to see through that shit faster if he actually was a principled person. So they fucked up on that one. So they probably learned. Well, they destroyed his diary. You know that they burned his diary. No, I did not know that. No. I mean, I've, I've, it, yeah, I've read some, I'm not too knowledgeable about the Pat Tillman thing, but I guess the reason the Chris Kyle is so different is because mm-hmm. he was already dead by mm-hmm. the time they like made it turn him into a mm-hmm. deity. So it was kind of like, and he wasn't a principled person, right? You know? So they basically just turned some regular guy 
who showed off the disgustingness of his actual animalistic, you know, the nature deep inside of his so-called humanity in this book. They just, you know, didn't even care about any of that. They're just like, who cares? This guy is like a best sniper. He like killed all this, Mm -hmm. you know, this many people. That's like on paper. That's all that mattered Mm -hmm. to like make this movie. They didn't give a fuck about any of the other. And he also brags in his book about beating (laughs) cows so badly that his hand broke twice. Imagine how threatening a cow is. What was he doing with the cow? Just beating the shit out of it, dude. Was he trying to like cow tip? Maybe he was trying to fuck it. I don't know, dude. But like, but like, think about. A cow is the most like unassuming, unthreatening, non-threatening animal mm-hmm. I can think of. It's just like calm as a Hindu cow. They say that for a reason because he's like super calm. Like the fact that some like crazed dude would beat a cow so badly his hand breaks is super alarming. And it's then brag strange. about it. Yeah, that's that's weird. And another thing, he lied so much in his book, not only the Jesse Ventura thing, which was proven to be a lie. People still desperately holding on to that one. But not only did he lie about that, but he also, you would think that if you were trying to like make up stories and if you were making up stories and embellishing all this shit that you would say like you saved like infants lives or that you like saved like, you know, your brother or something. But instead he made up a story about killing black people and when her and Katrina happened. He also made up a story about killing carjackers. So that's something that he was proud of that never happened. But that's that's how delusional he is. That he thought that that was impressive, that he was killing yeah, American yeah, yeah. citizens in yeah. Hurricane Katrina. It is really. Well, I mean, it's, it's eluding, Abby. I mean, come on. <laughs> Death sentence. Yeah. I mean. Stealing toilet paper. And it's so funny, too, because like, everyone's like, oh, my God, you're suing a widow. How could you do that, Jess Ventura? But it's like. Jesse Ventura obviously had a real case because he fucking, I mean, I don't know if he actually won, but he settled, Mm -hmm. right? For like a Mm -hmm. huge, I mean, he got like a huge settlement. They wouldn't have given him anything. The thing was, all they had to do was probably produce a couple witnesses and prove that they weren't like lying, you know? Yeah. Just maybe three or four witnesses from the bar to uh, relay Chris Kyle's story. Not very hard to do, um, which is kind of just more evidence that the dude lies about everything. I mean... It's just funny to me that people still hold on to the Vessi, you know, Jesse Ventura thing even. Oh, dude yeah. Dude made it up. Yeah, dude made it up. I don't even up. think that Chris Kyle would have been able to take Jesse Ventura, no, even at his age. Not. I mean, Chris Kyle in real life does not look like Bradley Cooper. He's not a handsome man, you know, looking man, you know, who's got like a decent like build. He, just he looks, looks like, like a the cable guy. Like he a, literally does look like some kind of like dirt bag like trucker with like a yeah. beer gut i mean to be a sniper you don't really need to be that you know in that good of shape i mean i'm i don't i don't i haven't seen like his abs or anything or his like chest but i mean i imagine he's probably just like a typical like pasty white guy texan um you know unkempt he's not you know he's a sniper yeah my whatever yeah people that not i Bradley know Cooper. that were in iraq actually didn't like the snipers like infantry people who actually were like in danger a lot you know Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't like snipers because they thought the exact same thing that we do. Like, and they literally saw and heard them bragging about just like sniping people for yeah. no reason. Kid who's in the back of the class who like gets to do work by himself or something, you know, he's never really in the line of fire. You're not one of like an other platoon, you know, you're just like the math nerd who's like knows how to shoot people really well through a scope from like a mile away. And just to iterate like how snipers are even told to operate too there was just this report that came out about how the idf was trained snipers actually in the idf during the last gaza siege and they were just told like shoot anything that moves Mm -hmm. that like soldiers have said like that's that's what they were doing 
I mean, so don't tell me that snipers, first of all, snipers and even just the military in general are completely unnecessary for an offensive force unless this country is actually in danger. And I really can't look at any point in the last, I don't know, can you even think of ever other than like, no, I mean, no. even World War II, I'm sorry, all of our shit is fucking based on myth. Like, there's problems with every single rationale right. we've ever used to get into, even the wars where we've been, quote unquote, surprise attacked. I mean, even Robert Kagan admits, the person I've been fucking obsessed with, I know, I'm talking about Robert Kagan like every episode, what are you going to do, shoot me? But the, the fucking, the man himself... It thinks it's funny. He thinks it's amusing that Americans think that Pearl Harbor was a surprise attack. He has said, in like a joking tone, Americans think Pearl Harbor was a bolt from the blue. That's a quote from him. Because he knows that our fucking entire mythos... I mean, like, that's the thing with him. That's how clever he is. He understands the reality that it wasn't really a surprise attack. That we started economic warfare with Japan... We were, we, we were poking them. We knew. We wanted them to do something. I mean, I'm not saying FDR devised some kind of, you know, methodology to get Japan to attack us, but I, there, I'm sure there were people in the fucking army who wanted Japan to do something. You know, just like a sheriff throwing a gun but down Robbie, on the ground. Robbie, they never do that. It's the old They'd adage of the sheriff throwing the, the gun on the ground and telling the other guy, pick up the gun. Yeah. Pick it up. What do you do? Pick it up. It's like, it's it's a dare. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, fuck Japan. You you think they're gonna actually the most like honorable, like honor driven, like safe face society, like possibly on the planet's gonna back down from a fight? Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. So it's just it's it's just laughable to me. Like every you peel back everything. Yeah. And they're just some kind of. I bet you. I'm I'm sure that ninety percent of the population probably has no idea that Gulf of Tonkin literally did not happen. Yeah. Look, um, to anyone who's justifying what, what happened to me because of me wearing a shirt on my personal Instagram account, um, you're wrong and you have a problem. And also this should just, I, I, I'm going to continue to publicize all of the threats and continue to talk about what's happening to me because, I mean, that's, we have to shame these people. We have to expose them. Because it's a crime to threaten someone um, and it's not okay. You know, free speech does not mean those things. Yeah. Free speech is what I did, which is saying fuck like this cultist ideology. Yeah, it is alarming. And it, and I think, I mean, I don't mean to be like a fucking Bill Maher or Sam Harris, but I mean, I do think it really goes to show that at the extreme edges of these Judeo-Christian religions, they're really not that dissimilar. I mean, I was even reading some stuff, you know, we, we've heard enough horrible things about what Israel has been doing for the last 10 years, you know, that's bad enough. But in terms of the actual, like, you know, the Hasidic, like Jewish movement, the really Orthodox rabbis, sort of like, you know, that we hear about the mullahs and the, the ayatollahs in the Islamic world. You read about some of the stuff they were trying to do in the 90s when their prime minister was actually trying to engage with the Oslo peace accords between Palestine and Israel. They literally put out fatwas style death like announcements like he is actually violating judaic law to such an extent where he you as a jew must kill him that is an actual thing that they did and netanyahu was playing the other side of it he was inciting hatred and rage to such an extent in israel he was his opponent 
he wasn't he wasn't prime minister at the time that this prime minister was actually assassinated and to this day people in israel blame netanyahu for riling up people to get that to happen and a ton of uh, rabbis and jews in israel still believe that he was killed righteously i mean the judeo-christian religions have and i and i'm gonna say that yeah they are fundamentally worse i think than a lot of the other like eastern religions like hinduism and even buddhism i don't see anything with hinduism and buddhism now that is driving people into such idiocy it's been it's been quite a wild ride and no we're never backing down especially from these fanatics we're going to keep speaking truth to power every day all day go to mediaroots.org Donate in donate via PayPal info at mediaroots.org. That's our PayPal donation link. Tell us that it's for the radio show so we can thank you. Um, and submit submit articles to info at mediaroots.org and we'll have our editor check it out and be a part of the website. And thanks so much for listening. Thanks for your support. And uh, keep speaking truth to power. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. Peace.